Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Goodbye, University. Thanks to everyone for joining me for this conversation. I'm laughing because I was late joining and I'm just delighted at how many people are here, even without me posting a reminder on Facebook or posting anything in the forums about it. I love that you guys are excited for this call too, because this has to be one of the most powerful topics when it comes to using our manifesting powers. But before we dive in, I'd love to hear a little hello from those of you who are who are unmuted, who could say so, because I'd like this to be a really um, conversational call where we share thoughts, questions, ideas, suggestions, experiences. So I know Nancy's dialed in. Hello, Nancy. Hey, Jeanette. Welcome to this reality. <laughs> I'm looking forward <laughs> to hearing your thoughts on this subject. I think all of us are going to have something helpful to contribute here. So I, I really hope um, those of you who are dialed in will feel free to speak up when you've got something to say. Susan's also here. Thanks, Susan, for saving the day on this call. Uh, happy to meld realities. <laughs> right on. And Julie Brock is here. Julie, I'm on who, the line, sister. We are I here. Cannot, you've probably uh, been seeing me post in the forums how oh, much I've been better. loving it even better. Even better. Isn't it Hello. the best? It's the I best. Love it. I love I know. it. Now it's I'm, great. It's so simple and good and powerful. I, I want to blog about it, Julie. I know it's very similar to Access Consciousness's um, oh, is How it? Does It Get Any Better Than This? You know? I okay. Mean, and oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, think that, I think that I know when I post there's going to be AC people saying, oh, that's exactly what. But, uh, but the fact that it's in two words makes I, I know, use it. right? I use it. I don't it, remember the AC question nearly as often as I remember even better. You know what? And you know where that was hatched, Jeanette? And then I started seeing how when I would release to even better, how things really got better, was when I was the number one salesperson last year, and my boss told me that he was going to fire me because I sell too many big deals. And I had been wanting to quit, right? And the first thing in my head was like, well, this is going to be interesting, you know, because I, I knew God was all over it, and I thought, this is going to be even better. And I let, and that's when I went, even mm-hmm. better. Even, I just and, got and, this yeah, and it's and didn't it though? I yeah. mean, so yeah, yeah it turned yeah, out yeah. great. Certainly yeah, yeah, yeah. created a nice reality for me. Well, so. I thank you for sharing that with me because I'm certainly getting mm. a lot of juice from it. So I'm thanks so for glad. being here on the call today. Thank you. And I, I see Brenda's dialed in, Ming's dialed in, but you guys are muted. Hello. Hopefully you'll unmute when you've got something you want to share with us. I don't know who East Louisiana is. Who haven't we said hello to yet? This is Allie. Hi. Allie's here. Yay, how are you? Hi, Louisiana in the house. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. Okay, so let's get started with just uh, with a quick mm, review. So we're all on the same page about reality. And this comes straight from Multiple Worlds Interpretation, of MWI. Which the big the big wig of the physicists? This is the one that they most of them have signed off on. Maybe all of them, but you know the names that we would recognize. Um, this is the one that they've signed off on, and it goes like this: Everything that could happen is happening, <laughs> on some level, and that the reason that's so, or the reason they they've found that to be so, has a lot to do with their science. Actually, I probably won't. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I think. The how we play with this is more relevant, more inspiring than than what how the scientists think this is so. But this is very much in alignment with what we hear from channelers as well. Like Bashar talks about how uh, you know there are tons of different versions of reality. You know, whenever someone asks a question about, well, but what about you know, did this happen or is this unfolding? And <laughs> Bashar always asks them. Uh, on which earth, uh, in which reality, because it's all happening. So it isn't just one thing, it's all available to us. Abraham talks about the vortex, how as soon as we have a desire, 
it's granted by universe on a vibrational level. Like it holds the space for us, you know, waiting for us to get up to speed with it. And I think that's what they're talking about. In fact, they, they taught someone in the hot seat once asked about it and they said, well, what do you think we're talking about? Like, duh, isn't it obvious? We're talking about exactly what your science confirms about multiple realities. So the way that I've learned this is it isn't just multiple realities, but it's infinite potential realities. Like we really couldn't even conceive of all of them. So I, ju I don't ask myself to do that. I just play with a handful of my favorites or an easy way for me to grasp it is, okay, there's this version that I don't want that's happening. There's this version that I do want that's happening. There's this version that's even better that's happening. Which one do I want to contribute to? Which one do I want to experience? Do I want to... Um, because if I can find the frequency, well, well, whichever one, I'm going to find the frequency of one of them, whichever one I'm a match to, that's what I experience. So if I want a different experience, all I have to do is find the different vibration. Right. So that with that thought in mind, that everything's already happening, that to me, it takes the pressure off thinking I have to make something happen. Because as soon as I experience the contrast that contributed to that desire, it already exists. So it's not like, hmm, can I make that happen or not? It already is on some level. If I want to get in on that party, then all I have to do is be that vibration. For me, that's, it makes my job even easier because I don't have to figure out how this, that, and the other are all going to come together in order for my dream to come true. It already exists. Can I find my way to it? And the way we find our way to anything is just practicing vibrational management, becoming the energy of it, the frequency of it. I'd like to hear someone who has a different way of describing that, though, because the way that I think of it may not resonate with everyone. So, Nancy, would, can you give us your take on this idea of multiple realities? I think it's basically the same thing, that everything already exists simultaneously. And I know there have been a few people at GVU who have said, who have said well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that everything already exists. So I think that's where we have to kind of... You know, for me, this doesn't work unless I trust and, and know that everything already exists on some level. You know, for that person, I would mm -hmm. suggest a review of the science because that's, I mean, if you can get through it, that's going to, I think, lay some pretty strong foundations for giving a person a foothold in in these ideas. But, you know, if, so, if it doesn't light someone up, I'm not going to try to convince someone of Hey, I want to try one thing. on you guys. I really, uh, um, this is one I heard a long time ago uh, at a Long Beach metaphysical church, even before I had my daughter. And I just remember I was so fascinated by this man, Damien. And he, he just looked at me in the eyes and he said, look, Julie, everything that was is and everything that is shall be. And it's just like I went, okay. Mm. You know, I mean, so that he planted that seed. And then over the years, it's continued to, you know, grow. Julie, I mean, is I that love the that. Yeah. I mean, is that is that kind of descriptive of what we're saying? Well, yeah, and, and what you just shared feels like that's that also brings us around to the discussion around time. Like, not only is everything happening, it's all happening right now. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> like, right. There's no such right. thing as uh, something that's out of our reach or out of our grasp because mm -hmm. the past and the future, it's all, you know, it's an illusion that – the timeline that we think of things, the past, the present, and future, it's an illusion that I think facilitates to our, contributes to our experience of life, but uh, it, it is an illusion. And that's not new information either. That's also confirmed. Right. Yeah. But I, I like that quote, Julie, for reminding us that, um, that it, I mean, for me, that puts it within reach. It makes it feel right, more, right. much more possible. Uh, who else has a way of, of thinking about this that they'd like to share that might help someone else be able to grasp these concepts? Because this is, this is some kind of, you know, out there kind of stuff. <laughs> this is Brenda. I, Thanks, I kind Brenda. of think of it as, um, I, th I think of it as an energetic potential. Like, I, I feel like everything, all those alternate re realities, is the only way I can wrap my head around it. Mm -hmm. are kind of they're 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 vibrating and uh the more focus i give to the one i want um i think i feel like 
<laughs> this isn't based on science. This is just coming out of my head. Mm-hmm. I like um, it. I feel like the more focus I give them at what I want, it 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 vibrates faster. And the longer I focus on it, maybe not the long time is an illusion, right? But the more I focus on it, uh, the faster it spins until maybe, maybe the faster, maybe it's the slower it spins. I don't know. But it uh, well, it you know what? enters yeah, a space where I can see it. I like what you're sharing, that, that you're not afraid to find a way of thinking about this that works for you. And I would invite right. all of us to do that. I don't think we have to worry so much about what's accurate or, or what's not, what the scientists would agree with, but what works for us that puts us in in um, a position of empowerment. That's really what I'm looking for. And I'm thinking about Bert Goldman, the way he talks about how he would, um, and I haven't studied his, his material a lot, but from what I understand, he talks about like if you wanted to do something that you've never done before, a skill that you've never gleaned, you can tap the, the alternate reality, or I, I, does he talk about it as your future self? The, there's a, but there's a version of you that has these skills, that right. knows how to do this. And when you connect with and tap into that version, you can experience that in this one. And that's how he experienced so many of the things that he did in this life. He's got a pretty impressive track record for, um, I know painting is one of the things that he's right. done. music, something with music, like yeah. playing the piano or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the way I think of it sometimes is, okay, all these different realities are happening. Which one do I want to go hang out at? But the truth is, I am already, or some sort of version of me is already in all of those. There's one where I'm being, I'm imagining, oh, there's one where I handle challenges really well, and there's one where I'm handling the challenge very terribly. And just knowing that all of that is within my reach to choose, it helps me choose in my favor, rather than feel like there's, I'm stuck with something that I don't prefer or that I don't know how to opt out of. So with that in mind, I'm thinking that as manifestors, some of the best things, one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to put within our realm of possibility or access to these alternate realities. And you guys have heard stories of how I've done this before. I am a big fan of using the words to access those alternate realities. This kind of ties in with what Carrie posted the other day after reading Pam Grout's post on where she quoted the guy about lying, about how he was telling stories, literally telling stories, uh, had something to do with, oh, he drives a BMW. He said that to some people he was talking with because they didn't know what he drove. And within a very short period of time, he was driving a BMW. He said he worked as a, I don't know, he was like a designer or something at a marketing firm, getting paid commission for his work. And in short order, that was his reality. So he kept saying these things that were flat-out lies. They weren't true, but it didn't take long for them to become true. So he was inviting the person that he was responding to to be willing to loosen up about reality and tell some lies in order to create a different experience. Well, that's fake it till you make it. I, I think it really is. And, and I think we each, you know, what Carrie was posting in the in the forums about was, Okay, do you really feel comfortable lying? I think we each have a, have to find our own answer to what right. we enjoy doing, and I really like the discussion that's happening in that thread. But for me, this is a story that I mostly told to myself. And Nancy, much like you shared, you know how you said you'd be really detailed when you were talking about your own your your <laughs> own new story, but when someone would ask, you'd go more general and get the focus off of your own by asking them questions about themselves. Yeah. Well, if they'd push for details, like, uh, uh, okay, perfect example. When I was selling my house, I didn't know exactly where I was going to be moving to. I was still researching it and still checking it out, but I had already developed in my mind exactly what I wanted. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know if it existed quite yet (laughs) in order to be talking about it to other people. It existed in my head, and turns out it actually existed in my town as well, which I found out later. But but at the time when I was showing my house, I had a lot of real estate agents saying, so where are you going? Well, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I didn't want to get into that. And so I went as general as I could in the conversation, and as soon as they – some of them were really pushy. Mm -hmm. I, I just would turn to them and ask them questions about themselves to get the conversation moving in a different direction because I knew that 
that if I started talking details about something that had not yet finalized in the physical world yet, that it was going to create problems. Mm-hmm. So, so I just go general. You know, and there's something there's something really. Mm, I'm I'm thinking about how well other people can also facilitate our desire unfolding. Like the other day. I was talking with someone who knew I'd been house hunting recently, and she asked where I was at with that. And I said, well, um, I told her, oh, that I'd made offers on a couple of places, and they were good offers, but nothing ever came through, and I just wasn't in the mood for shopping anymore, so I, I hadn't been looking in a while. And I said, but my place is coming together. And I, and I shared with her another detail that I said, I, I, just, I just realized I also want the tree-lined driveway or, or a, a drive up to the house lined with trees. And and then I described a couple of other things. It's got room for, you know, goats and maybe some cows and some sheep and stuff. So it's probably bigger than, you know, what I'd put offers on before. I said just even better. You know, it's all working out perfectly. Even better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she and I t- and I she knew where I was looking at, you know, where I'd put offers on and she said she went on to tell me of two people that she knew who had just bought properties just like I had was describing, you know, with a couple of details that I'd told her I was looking for. She was telling me two people she knew who had bought that right near here for like a third as much money as I thought I would have needed. I mean, like I could have paid that in cash with my eyes closed. Um, and it, and it's right here. It's not like I have to go out of town looking for it. So sometimes, you know, when we're in conversation with other people, it can be to our benefit because they might be one of those cooperative components. Uh, universe is dropping in our path to help unfold it. But, Nancy, I think it's, it is important for us to be able to recognize how we're feeling in those conversations so we can steer ourselves, whether it's with ourselves or with other people, steer ourselves to a place of alignment because if we're out of alignment with what we want, then that's not a reality we have access to. So the, one of the things that I practiced, you guys have heard my story about how whenever I would be confronted with my present quote-unquote reality that I didn't want of not having any clients, I would use the words to plug myself back into the one that I preferred, the one where I was a brilliant coach in high demand. And I would just do that simply by saying, for some, I, we have some new members who might not have heard this story before, when I would feel that pit of fear in my stomach and I would think, oh, this isn't going to work, you're going to have to get a job. This is when I was trying to build my coaching practice. I, I can't even say trying because it was a decision that I had made. But I would say, no, that's not what I'm creating. What I'm creating is... And that was like my little drum roll for the, this is how I plug in. And I literally have that visual, like the, you remember how phones, the switchboards used to work, the operators would sit there and they would, you know, plug the lines into whoever they wanted to connect with? Right. I literally think of myself as unplugging from one and plugging into the other one. And the one that I'm plugging into is the one where I'm a brilliant coach in high demand. I would just say that. I'm a brilliant coach in high demand. But then I also, it went beyond the words in terms of being able to have the things that represented that reality as well. You know, by writing the names of the people who didn't yet exist, I knew they would someday, but I wrote their names down on the calendar and I created files for them. And I did things that made my environment look a little bit more like that reality. Like, I think no matter what it is that we want to experience, if we just visit that with our, in our imagination and we see what that looks like, what it sounds like, what it smells like, what it feels like, and then we can find ways to start accessing that in this one so that we can kind of meld them, right? Because this is, I think for some people, we can do quantum leaps right straight into it. I believe that's possible. And I think actually, so. I think we do that more often than we recognize. Um, I think that's actually happening to all of us. <laughs> in, but, but what Bashar says is you're, um, you're, you're doing this billions of times per second. You just don't realize that you are. It's just that your realities are so similar, you don't notice the change. And the reason your realities are so similar is because, frankly, you expect it to. And your vibration doesn't give you access to anything that's very different than that. So if you want to experience a dramatically different reality, you need to be, to be a little dramatic about changing what your vibration is, what your frequency is, who you're being. So to what it, that's the only thing that determines how how quickly we... Um, we feel like we've morphed into those new realities. If I look back on what my life was like 30 years ago, how old was I? Oh, that's going back a little far. 20 years ago, 15 years ago, what, the life I'm living right now 
feels pretty impossible. If I had been visiting my 30-year-old self telling the story, telling the story of what I'm living now, that would have felt unattainable to me back then. Like that, that just wouldn't have even seemed possible. So that, I think that's testimony to what's, what's available to us when we do this work. And that there is, there's something to be said for enjoying the gradualness of the process rather than really thinking we won't be happy unless we're really changing everything overnight on a dime. I don't think it has to be like that, although that is happening for us in many ways we don't even realize. But I I think that one of the ways that we experience that alternate reality that has all the things that we prefer in it is by enjoying the one we're in right now, right? Not needing it to be different because if we have attachment to a change in circumstances or situations, whatever it is we want to be different, that's part of the contrary energy that keeps us in this other reality. Am I making any sense or does anyone have any thoughts around this? No, one thing I thought, Jeanette, when you were saying uh, you, I'm a brilliant coach in high demand and I, you know, did this and I did this and I put, made these files, that's a very feng shui principle. What you mm-hmm. did there is you made mm-hmm. way for the chi to come to, you know, you have these folders for your for your forthcoming clients. I mean, I do the same thing with my scheduling, and Nancy will add that, too, to the LOA or the sales class, is I put in my, in my calendar, I put with who I'm going to meet that day and at that time. And sometimes it's right on, spot on, and sometimes it's a day or two, you know, on either side of that, which is probably even better. So mm-hmm. it's great. You know, and it, thanks, Julie. And it really comes down to who we're being. Like, however we, whatever tools we're using to shift that, that the core of this is um, is a change in who we're being. Like, am I being the person who has a frustrated relationship with her boyfriend? Am I being the person who is feeling anxiety around this visit to the vet? Am I being the person who doesn't know what to do in order to make this business work? Or am I being the person who is loving her life? Am I being the person who feels like she's on top of the world? Am I being the person where everything goes her way, where she finds something to enjoy no matter where she's at? There's a, di- there's a different – it's the identity shift. That's really what we're talking about there. And whether I, – I mean, I'm a fan of accessing that shift via the words and however else I can do it. The, I'll use a visualization. I'm engaging imagination on a regular basis. But, but by will, be willing, being willing to declare it, by being willing to, to recognize that it's my choice to make, um, that's, that's what empowers me to experience those alternate realities. But if someone's coming to this because they feel um, like a desperation to get there or an enormous frustration because they haven't yet, or that kind of energy can be some pretty kinky stuff. So having a lightness around it like a don't-have-to-have-it sort of, a hootlessness. <laughs> That's an energy that facilitates these shifts, um, I think, really well. It greases the wheels in, in ways that I, I, I want to say that it's possible. In fact, oh, maybe sometimes it's that super strong, I don't want to say need, but um, insistence, like um, that can also fuel it as well. So I don't want to say there's only one way be making these shifts, but what works better for me is being willing to be light and easy about it, to not have that much attachment. Right. Um, That's exactly it, Jeanette, attachment. Mm -hmm. Will you speak to that a little more, Susan? The minute we um, grasp, it's it's like meditation. I remember the first moment I felt that um, absolute moment of being present and being fully aware and it felt fabulous delicious and of course I mentally grabbed for it and it disappeared wow. it's exactly mm. the same thing I mean you know you're comfortably in bed and you're on the verge that sort of moment right before you sleep and if you grasp for sleep you're wide awake again so it's it's as you say being light not being attached to the specific 
you know, BMW, but that the BMW represents this feeling of what you know being flush and being the, a person who drives a BMW and all those other kinds of things. And so, having some humor, some lightness, um, and acceptance that this, you know, it's as Julie says, this or better that what's coming in is fabulous. I got a BMW, I'm happy to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Thank you. Her- Thank you, Susan, for that, that spotlight on, I like how you said the mental grasping. It's, it's like pops the bubble. It's like as soon as, this happened to me when I was driving to my parents' house for Sunday brunch, I was hitting green lights the whole way and which was good because I didn't I wanted to be on time I didn't want to be late I actually didn't even stop for gas because I didn't want to make them wait for me on breakfast because they've started doing that they used to just start okay anyway I'm driving green light after green light after after a bunch of green lights in a row I'm like wow I'm hitting a lot of green lights and then I hit two more and I'm like oh my god oh my god if I hit like the next two lights this whole trip is going to be the entire trip is going to be green lights and then oh. and I barely squeak through the next one. I'm like, oh my god, one more to go, one more green light and yellow. <laughs> and I and I pulled up. It went red. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. But it wasn't until I started trying to hit green lights that it turned red. You know, and 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 I laughed out loud once it went yellow. I laughed out loud. I know this is why it went green like instantly. <laughs> like it was barely red. It was barely red. But enough that I was hitting the. I was probably officially fully stopped for one second, so I it it counted as a stop. But I was laughing so hard as I recognized that thing we do once, like we start trying, once we're grasping, that's um, it's just counterproductive to the thing unfolding. So thank you for spotlighting that, Susan. I think that's an important aspect to this. If we if we try too hard to do this, uh, you know, reality jumping. Uh, thing it it it's not conducive to our success with it so holding it lightly is certainly part of it and and i've been thinking about our ability to because what what trips up a lot of people is the evidence that they're not uh, that doesn't represent that reality like if if they're envisioning the reality where they're completely healthy and they're in the one where they still have doctor's appointments booked and their body doesn't feel fabulous to them, that can make it challenging for them to be willing to vibrate what that what it is in the alternate reality. So finding our way around those, I think the, the success path there also includes a holding it lightly. This is going to sound a little strange, but one of the things I know about that that next house of mine is that I have a beautiful view of the mountains from the master be- from the master bedroom. And when I the view that I have from my bedroom, I could see the mountains, but there it's kind of it's not like in the full center of the window. It's, you know, it's kind of off a little and and my window has these the frames in it, so it kind of blocks the view cuz then there's the shutters too. So I mean, yeah, I can see a mountain out there, but it's not the view that I anticipate. Like the view, I'm imagining an unobstructed view, the one where I, it's, it's just beautiful valley, beautiful trees, beautiful sky and clouds, beautiful mountains. And I'm gonna and and sometimes I lay in bed and and I appreciate the view that I do have, and I think about the other view that I'm gonna have next. Okay, the other day I was laying in bed and I looked out the window and it seemed to me. The mountains had either gotten bigger or they had changed position. Somehow they were more in the center than they used to be. And I did a double take and I was like, whoa, it's like I got way closer. All of a sudden I have a better view of the mountains. Wow. I I know. I, I don't know what to make of that. And I haven't, like, I did look at it again today and I was like, is it still there? And I, I caught a glimpse like, oh, my God, it's, it, it seems like it's changed. <laughs> okay. I don't know exactly what's happening there, but... I think sometimes our ability to not get hung up on what is is instrumental in being able to experience that other reality that we have in mind for ourselves. So finding a way to be softer about it, to not make it be um, a point of resistance, uh, 
I, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of like the way they talk about sometimes when they do those mind game, those mind puzzles where they suggest the way you see something different is you just look out the corner of your eye with kind of like a soft, fuzzy focus, and that's how you see it. If you look at it straight on, you can't see it. You know what I'm talking about? How you kind of put it in your peripheral vision and don't look too hard, and that's when it comes into focus. That's the way I kind of think about this alternate reality shifting stuff. Um, but I, I would like to hear from some of you who have tips to share about how, or maybe stories that you can tell about how you are experiencing different realities. Who's got tips? I just want to, this is Nancy, and I just want to jump in and just quickly say, I think you made a really key point when you said, if you've set the intention and you know the feeling and you're, you've really plugged into what it is you want, but it doesn't show up the way that you had anticipated, that it's important to remember, no, this is not what I intended. And to be very clear on what you intended, because I've had situations where I've done the intention, I'm very clear, and then I get to the time or the date or the situation, and it's not looking anything like what I had, you know, <laughs> uh, intended. But I say, no, this is this is not what I asked for. I asked for this. I get very clear, and then poof, there it is. It shows up. So, I mean, I've had that happen with... Um, with clients, I've had it happen with parking spots, I've had it happen with, you know, all kinds of different situations. I've had it happen in um, a plane trip that I took. Actually, this might be a good story for Jeanette, for the plane trip you're taking. I, had, I've sh I shared this on GVU when it happened, but I still think about this, and I think it's really interesting. Um, I had prepaved that the flight was going to take off on time, we were going to get to our location on time, everything was going to go great. I got on the plane, and they had all of us waiting on the tarmac because of rain, a rainstorm that was ha happening. And then the, the captain came on and said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we might not be able to take off. Um, you know, our destination airport is having trouble having people land and we're waiting for information from them. So uh, please, you know, stay seated and, and we'll let you know what's going to happen. Well, everybody else started freaking out on the plane. Everybody else was checking their their iPhones oh, and pulling right out their, into that reality, aren't they? Yeah, That's pulling out, how they pulling do up. It pulling out their uh, computers and, you know, contacting their different uh, travel agents. I heard people, you know, on the phone going, you need to get me another flight. You need to get me. I can't. This one's not taking off. We need to. And I said, no, this is not what I intended. And I reached for the Sky Mall magazine, and I said, I am going to flip through the Sky Mall magazine, and by the time I'm done, <laughs> the captain is going to come back online, That's and he's right. going to tell us that everything is fine, and, yeah. and it's all well. So I did exactly that. I flipped through the Sky Mall magazine. I went out of my way to look for things that were really fun and really interesting in the Sky Mall magazine. I finished the magazine, and just as I was reaching forward to put it in the pocket in the front, the captain comes on and says, ladies Perfect. and gentlemen, it turns out we will be able to take off, and we're leaving immediately. Please, you know, get in your seats, and, and off we go. And we get to the airport, you know, the destination airport. My, my flight had a really tight um, connection. And, again, I prepaved. It was all going to work out great. I envisioned myself getting off the plane and going immediately on the next one, and all was well, and my luggage was there, and everything was fine. And that's exactly what happened. When, uh, when the plane landed, they said, ladies and gentlemen, we have some people that need to, to get to their gates immediately. Will you please let them go first? And then, and I, I was one of those people that got up and got off the plane, and I w literally walked from my gate, maybe three gates down to the new um, to the next terminal where I had to you know, pick the next flight and walked immediately on the plane and then that plane took off because they were waiting for me okay. to get on the plane. So, Nancy, what I want to hear from you because this is a, a – you're right. This is a, a powerful example of, of being really firm but without attachment to the reality. At least it seems to me like there wasn't needing, there wasn't grasping – there wasn't even questioning. There was just like, well, my favorite lines 
for how for choosing my new my alternate reality is here's how it is for me. It feels like you had that same kind of you know Knowing. what call Laura did for us, yeah, on um like the power of demanding or mm-hmm. demanding. Deciding, I can't remember. Deciding, deciding, yeah. Deciding. And I had, so I had been pre-paving before I had even gone to the airport. And I, it, it was very clear and I felt it vibrationally. I literally felt what it was that I had um, pre-paved. And so then when I get to the, the airport, and yeah, I see it's raining, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm one step at a time, one moment at a time. But when I got there... And the captain said, we won't be taking off. I mean, I could have just said, oh, okay, well, I guess my pre-paving didn't work. I didn't. In right. my mind. Because as my soon mind. as we do that, you guys, as soon as we, we're collapsing the reality that we don't want, as soon as we conclude it didn't happen. Like right. that's, oh. it closes us off to the others. Unless, we're popping you know, we the quiff. Popping the quiff. Now, because time's an illusion, that's not to say we couldn't redo it. But for a lot of people, that's challenging because we believe so much that once something is done, it's done. If you can get looser about that, then you've got a lot more room to play. But for a lot of people, that's challenging, which is why Abraham always says pre-paving is helpful because trying to do it after the fact is, is harder to let yourself believe in. Right. And in all fairness, I've been doing this for 35 years, okay? Yeah. I, I didn't start out doing this the first time, you know, I, I, I did things like parking spots and, <laughs> and, and well, other things in my life. But still, it's important when you've been pre-paving and you're very clear, if you show up and things don't appear to be what you've intentioned, you have a choice whether yeah. to give up. Yeah, That's what I told myself every time. And some people might think, well, you know, missing your flight, it wouldn't be the end of the world if that didn't happen. But even for things that feel high stakes, and Lord knows I've been in a position where catching the flight felt high stakes. But, but um, when, like building, making money, however many times the reality was apparently trying to show me it's not happening, it's not working, I had to be repetitive in choosing the alternate reality. Yes. I was yes. stubborn. I was insistent. And look, I did, my dad makes fun of us forever because he, he thinks we got the stubborn quality from my Dutch mother. <laughs> he makes fun of me and my brother for how stubborn we are. But um, I, I, in this sense, I consider that a gift, a, a virtue rather than a vice. I'm thinking about when I, a couple months ago, I was taking Elvis when he was so, so, so sick. I took him to the vet, and they did a couple tests, and they like shaved his. They did the blood work. They couldn't see exactly. They had some suspicions, but he didn't respond to the first things they did. So then they did an ultrasound and. And that didn't help a lot. They tried something new and still not responding to that. And and he's like, he's kind of running out of time. Like you can only be this sick for so long before you're in the you're in serious trouble. And so they said to me basically, you know, you, you what they wanted to do was surgery next to go explore and see if they could find what the problem was and maybe they'd be able to fix it. And I what I have I've done extensive vet care for enough cats. No, that one doesn't often end well for me. Um, so I'm hesitant to do it now. I used to be like, sure, whatever you guys say, absolutely. Whatever you want to do. I didn't say that this time. I said, how long How long can you give me till that's not an option to do that? And, you know, till he'd be too sick to put under. And they gave me a time. And I thought, okay, so I got some time. So I, I drove home and I was thinking in the car, this is the first time that I thought it. The first time I thought it, because this is basically the vet saying, we're running out of things to try and do and doesn't really look good. And I could tell the way they were talking to me. They were talking to me. They were, they were prepping me for this doesn't have a happy ending. And, um, and in the car, and I, and I, you, we know the power of what our authority figures feel right like I could tell what they were vibrating they're vibrating that they're prepping their client that her cat maybe doesn't look good especially when she walks out without doing what they want to do and I said to Elvis just so you know we're in the one because I I was wondering okay what's going to happen to my cat oh my god do I have to prepare myself that he might not be here and and I remembered it's all happening Jeanette it's not a matter of what's going to happen it's all happening. There's one where he lives. There's one where he lives and he thrives. There's one where he lives and he's still not so great. There's one where he doesn't live. There's one where he doesn't live and it's terrible. There's one where he doesn't live and it's peaceful. <clears throat> they all exist. Which one are you going to pick? And I turned to the cat carrier <laughs> where he was laying, 
And I said, just so you know, we're in the one where me and you lived happily ever after. <laughs> and I wasn't laughing when I said it. I had that same energy that you had, Nancy, that I'm going to read this sky, Mom. By the time I'm done, we are going to be on our way. It was it was a confident – It was the, the same one where my – remember when my dog was – not looking good. She looked dead. <laughs> she basically was dead. Anyone walking by thought that was a girl whose dog had died. Verl thought it too. This dog had died. But I was not down with that one. I was not collapsing that reality. Not this one. And our ability to do that without the angst and the need and the, the, the energy that isn't, that doesn't match the reality that we want, that, that's a, that's a challenging one to do under pressure. Um, but, I, I can't say I, – for me, it seems like I, I always am able to do it when it really matters. Um, I, I don't exactly know how to suggest someone replicate that if you need to because the need is going to kink things up. Uh, and, Susan, this really goes back to what you were talking about before with the mental grasping, doesn't it? I will, I'm going to say this, too. So, not, so I told Elvis, just so you know, we're in the one where you and I live happily ever after – um, uh, there a couple days, I want to say maybe it was a day or two later, I could be wrong on the time frame. He, st- he, he was not, it, this wasn't improving. Things were not getting better. And that's when I was out in the backyard and I realized, I remember right where I was standing and right where I was looking at, where I realized I might have to say goodbye to this guy. And in that moment, I thought, really universe, this is going to sound directly contrary to what I just said. I thought, I thought saying goodbye to Elvis. This is not my idea of a good time, and and but I knew that contrast only leads to something better. And I thought, really, universe, you think you could do better than Elvis? I would like to see that. And in that moment, that was a releasing of the need for him to be okay. That was I didn't I didn't recognize it as such in that red hot moment. But he started his turnaround very shortly after, like within hours. He started drinking again. He'd lift his head. He seemed like there was some life back in this body because I was holding what looked like a lifeless cat. I wouldn't be surprised if we could talk to Elvis if he said, oh, yeah, I was, I was totally not in my body anymore. Like, I'd given up the ghost. Um, but to, to be able to marry up the, uh, the vibration of what we want without needing it, that's a skill. That's, that's a skill. Who, does anyone have any tips on how to do that? <laughs> I feel like I'm not – I'm describing what to do but not how to do it very well. Part of the point is you don't know the how. What you tapped was what the the clearest desire and intention. And so you knew what the feeling was of Elvis with you. And that enabled you to let go of um, the how. It, It then appeared. The process appeared, and the process was for you to let go of that last piece of attachment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it, Susan. Oh, I get it. That makes a lot of sense. Right on. Wow, 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 wow. You know, it's just it just shows how much trust we can have in this system. Really, I mean, it just it's amazing how well it works out when we stop trying to make it work out. Really powerful stuff. Anyone have any anything they questions to ask, thoughts to share, stories to tell? This is Brenda. Um, I Brenda? was just thinking. Um, actually, I thought about it a few times in the past couple of days because I've listened to different calls where you've mentioned your 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 turnaround there um, when you you would say no, that's not what I'm creating. What I'm creating is I'm a brilliant coach in high demand. Um, it it brought to mind. Um, when I had create, you know, the the job that I created at the time, when I used the body better to create it, etc. But um, I, I had this very strong sense of the reality that I was focusing on, um, the envisioning uh, throughout that time. I had this very strong sense that it was, um, not, and I didn't deny the reality I was living. It was almost unavoidable. But I had this very strong sense of this new reality I was creating that it was already running concurrent with with my uh my my physical current reality um so uh, uh, it, my va- vibration was very high except that um throughout throughout most of it except there were times when I go into work and uh, 
my my boss um, <clears throat> that created uh, all this havoc in this job or helped me create all this havoc in my job. <laughs> um, uh, you know, she would, she would come in and announce to me that, uh, you know, make an announcement to me about what was happening with my job that would make it look like what I had been envisioning wasn't happening at all. Like, like that she was going to make it impossible for anything good, good uh, to happen to me uh, as long as I worked in that in that environment. So um, I remember this one day in particular that she walked in and made such an announcement to me. I was, I was um, working in another bureau. I was uh, filling in for somebody who wasn't there. And uh, she just happened to stop by that bureau to let me know that uh, she'd taken another aspect of my job away and given it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I said, okay. And uh, she walked out of the room and I could feel like the blood rush to my head. Like I, I was just totally incensed. I was so mm. angry and, and I knew it was completely unjustified and that she was doing it just to get to me. And so she left, she walked out and I felt this feeling of being incensed with such rage for about 20 seconds. And then I remembered the reality that's running concurrent with this one which mm-hmm. is the one that I want. And I felt like, no, that I already have, I already have a great job. And this, my boss loves me and I do great work. And they're so, I feel so appreciated in this job. And I could feel my vibration change over mm-hmm. seconds. But uh, my point being that uh, because I, I sort of caught myself in the middle of it, like just because it happened. I, I notice myself doing this now, um, doing the opposite right now, which is all of a sudden I realized I've been feeling a negative vibration uh, due to a thought I'd had about something that's happening. And I almost feel like, oh, I screwed up. I I, I um, didn't, uh, I didn't catch myself, right? <laughs> but it doesn't... If I if I look back, I felt I almost feel like those instances where I actually felt the negative vibration, and then I'll, and then turned it around in the middle of it, right when I was right in the heat of it, um, was such a PowerPoint for me. It was such a um, a pivotal a pivotal point for for me in creating. The job that did. You know, what you're well, describing here, Brenda, what what I kind of like is what I'm imagining it, and I'm not exactly sure this is how you experienced it, but what I was imagining as you were describing that is someone who is able to scan their alternatives, and and in being able to envision them or to be able to feel the different ones that are available, that's what puts them within reach, like. I mean, to, it's the awareness of it, right? Like yeah. literally knowing what's possible, it, it, it's like putting it on the menu. You, you get to pick from it now once it's on your radar. And yeah. just that ability to know that it exists and to even feel it out and, and explore, okay, which one do we prefer? And what does that feel like? What's the frequency of that one? And, and, and to be willing to feel that now, that is, that feels, like a pretty good strategy for yeah. exercising our powers to jump realities. Isn't it helpful though to, um, to well, I guess it's, it goes without saying that it's helpful to have something like that lined. Make sure you're, you're focused on something. <laughs> you know that you've got something running in the background, whether you're no, pre-rated. So you've got yeah. something to draw from quickly. Yeah, right. no, I, I, that's been key for me, which is why the mantra, you know, it wasn't like I had to make up new words every time or have new pictures of it. Like I, I was going back to the same words, the same pictures again and again, um, that helped me create, um, a connection with that version. Yeah. So you could access it quick, more quickly than, you know, scrambling yeah. in the heat of the moment to go, okay, now what, what am I going to focus on instead? What, what, what of these alternate realities do I want? You've sort of already got one laid out in here. You know, and that's, 
when when Abraham talks about, you know, when someone's asking them a question about how to change something when they're in dire straits, and Abraham's, yeah, you missed your chance. <laughs> That's not exactly how they say it. Like someone asks, how do you how do you avoid doubt? And he said, uh, don't start doing it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you got to get ahead of it. You got to get in front of it. And what the words that have been on the radar for me a lot lately are practice it before you need it. Get good at this before it matters, before it's important, before it feels high stakes, because once that energy is flowing, it's more challenging. Now, I myself do some of my best work once contrast has already hit. You know, my, some of my favorite stories are from really, really dark places. But there's, I, I think developing a practice and the skill set for being able to do this is a, along the way when it, when it isn't so important. That, it feels pretty helpful. Um, anyone have any other thoughts they want to share? Brenda, anything? You, did you get to um, share in, what you wanted to from that story? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Thank, Thank you for that. I think that makes this, because this, these topics are really kind of abstract, kind of hard to wrap your arms around. So being able to um, hear from people who are experiencing this somehow in real life is very powerful. So thank you. Most welcome. <laughs> I've got another call. It starts in two minutes. So I, I need to be hanging up shortly, but I want to make room for anyone who's got something else they want to add. Oh, this is great. All thank right, well, you, Yeah, thanks, guys. I'd invite anyone who's listening to the recording, if you've got something you want to share or expand on, post in the forums. And thanks again, Susan, for bringing me to the party today. <laughs> I also appreciate the contributions from everyone who has dialed in. So and go enjoy the rest of your Tuesdays, and we'll see you in the forums. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.